Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Co-Creator Show and today I have got with me DJ Huey who is a local DJ and he does fantastic things. He's gigs at Solsidus and he does radio shows and podcasts and all sorts of things. So I'm going to hand you over to Huey and he's going to explain a little bit more about his fantastic work. Thank you Jennifer, very kind of you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not that local, I'm over in East London but um, yeah I do two radio shows a week um, I do a lot of gigs both at home and abroad I travel a lot to play music ranging from salsa, soul, reggae and jazz and I'm a very busy man, luckily Yeah that's fantastic and how did you get into this Huey? What sort of age were you when you decided you liked this music well I grew up loving the music we grew up in a house where we always played music and then my mum and dad would have the um the blow punk on and it would you know be old um wireless we used to call it a wireless turn the wireless on always had music ranging from Jamaican music Scar through to Jim Reeves due to Cannonball Adelie through to Nat King Cole so we had all kinds of mainly black music although of course Jim Reeves isn't black he was a country and western star Always grew up with music in the house rather than the black and white telly. Yeah, cool. So my parents actually into um, opera. Okay, that's great. My, my parents played classical music as well, not too much. You know, I was a yeah. you know young Jamaican boy growing up in London, and classical sounded nice, but I much preferred the ska and the blue beat. Yeah, I think I missed out there because I mean I. I didn't know who the Beatles were for years and stuff like that. Yeah, so. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Your point is you had listen to Radio 4 or something like that, you know? Yeah, the Archers. I can imagine you can't listen to the Archers. Oh, I didn't. I oh, know. It was more like classical music, Beethoven and Mozart. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As long as people listen to music, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Anyway, so what about the DJing path? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I did my first ever gig in 1981, and this is a true story. I, I had a couple of albums with me, I had a couple of reggae albums. My friend was having a house party, so he told all the boys, could you bring some records around? So I grabbed a couple of John Holt albums and um, 
took those with me. And it was in the Victorian house. It was in the kitchen where the music was set up. And the amp blew. So the guy who was having a party had to drive over to somewhere else. You know, he was at gone for an hour. And we managed to get the amp working, but none of us were DJ. So I said, Huey, you do it, because I knew how to play a record. And we got the amp just working. It was really hot, but I got the party going again. And every time someone walked in the room, you know, the stylist would jump. And but people said, wow, you're a good DJ. I wasn't a DJ at all. That's 1981. I was a young man then. Very young. And after that, um, I started doing it for myself, and I got more and more gigs. And I started doing hospital radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Newham General. It wasn't called Newham General then. can't remember what it was called, but it was called something else. But I used to do hospital radio. And one of the other DJs used to play out in the wine bars and clubs. And we did it for charity. And one one time he was going off on a two-week holiday. And he didn't want to give his, his wine bar to someone else in case he stole it from him. So he asked if I could cover and I covered I ended up getting the gig for three years. Wow. You know? Yeah. And that's how it started. That's how... Yeah. You know, I basically started before then, but I started doing it regularly. And then I'd have parties. Um cool. Amongst my older friends, they, I'm quite famous for having really great parties. And it wasn't down to me. I was very lucky that I was followed by very hardcore ravers, shall we say. So we play lots of disco, funk, rig, roof, reggae, you know, lovers rock. And sometimes I'd have, I'd have at my parties. One time I think I had about 500 people in one. Wow. But whenever, and for a few years, um, my old mate Gary, who I no longer see too much of, we lost touch. But for three years, you know, Gary found a wine bar in the West End in Good Street, where they had a basement, and he convinced the only to let us have a party. Now, when you're young and black in London, no one was going to give you their venue in the West End. But we got one, promised to look after it. We had 150 people there. Wow. And in those days, you didn't have mobile phones or internet, email. So we agreed we'd send out the invitations, second-class post, mm-hmm. on the Friday, three weeks before the event. Mm-hmm. We'd post it, and everyone would get it maybe on the Monday. And of course, um, everyone came back, and the idea was people had to buy their tickets in advance. And I can remember driving over to the other side of London on the occasion. I lived in Stratford, you know, to sell, you know, £10 worth of ticket. And my petrol was probably cost me, you know, half of that. But you had to do that if you wanted people to come to your dues. And we, for three years, we sold out every single event. We ended up wow. doing it monthly. Wow. Maybe um, we, we maybe took a little break at the start of the year, but we did it every month for three years. Always sold out. Very successful time. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And you do travel around a bit now, don't you? Because you go up to Nottingham as well now sometimes, don't you? I go much further afield. I mean, I've been very lucky. My DJing has taken me all around the UK to all four parts of the UK. Um, funnily enough, I've never DJed in Scotland before, but I'm going to Scotland in January. To do wow. a very large um, congress there, sales of congress. But it's taken me all over the world. I've DJed um, in Jersey and the Channel Islands. I've DJed in Gambia. I've DJed in Jamaica. I've DJed in Croatia. I've been to the Middle East, um, the state of Qatar. So, yeah, DJing is a hobby for me. It's not what yeah. I do full time, it's a hobby. 
But I think people feel really sorry for me, Jennifer, and they invite me all over the place. Yeah. Feel sorry for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Some people say, they... some people say I'm quite good. <laughs> no, but, but you're only as good as your last event. <laughs> and if your last event was not good, then that's how good you are. Yeah? I'm in a bit of a roll at the moment. I'm expecting to implode at any moment, but I've had a good couple of years. I've had no equipment right. failure, which is good, because I'm now a digital DJ. I started off, it used to be six journeys to my Hillman Hunter. Do you remember those cars? I bought a green Hillman Hunter estate, and all my friends used to crack up with laughter, because they all had, like, four Capris and Escort RS turbos and stuff. And I had this Hillman Hunter where I could get my flight decks in, which were the big turntable decks, my amp, my speakers, the stands, the cables, and the boom boxes. Because back in those days, the speakers were much bigger. So yeah. I could get it all done. But I could get it all done in six journeys, which is why I had this Hillman Hunter. Mm-hmm. And one day, someone broke into it and stole a lot of stuff. So I then bought new stuff, started playing on CDs. And I now haven't played a CD since 2009. I became 100% digital in 2009. Yeah, cool. At least you didn't have the Hillman Imp. No, that would have been a bit... Have the Imp? I could have put that on my left foot. And if I had two of them, I could have put the other one on my right foot. Yeah. Now, they were a little bit small. <laughs> pair of skates, yeah. So, tell us about the salsa. I mean, is that something that is evolved or is that something that you've always liked and included well you know i've got a couple of kids and when the boys were young i was taking them to karate football kumon you know doing all the stuff that dads do with boys and my wife actually said to me at the time we're not doing very much together but i said well we've got boys and running them around and working and she made me promise to go to a salsa class and she was on about it for weeks i just said okay right you know what in the new year this is about november I said, in the new year, I'll go in the new year, I promise you. So she bought me a class and thinking she'd forgotten about it. And it was on Christmas Day over dinner. She said, to, we had family around. She said, and he was going to go to a salsa class. This was, this was Christmas 2000. Oh, yeah. So in the first week of January 2001, I went to a salsa class thinking, if I do it, get out of the way. I said, I've tried it. It's not for me. She'd appreciate it. But she went to the class and I actually quite enjoyed it. So... Yeah. She encouraged me to go back for more, and I was going to two or three classes a week, fitting into my busy schedule as a dad and working. And it was in 2005. Now, bearing in mind I'm a DJ, and I was still doing my DJing, a friend of mine in 2005 was having an event, and he was going to DJ, but he was also the promoter. And he said, Huey, can you play the first hour? And I said, well, no, I'm not a salsa DJ. He said, oh, gosh, you're a DJ. You've got loads of salsa music. So 2005, I did it. It went really well. In fact, so well, I went back on. And at the time, I thought I did really well. When you look back, I did okay. I've got such a vast amount of music now, it's untrue. But after that, I decided I'd learn more about salsa. I mean, I love salsa, but I learned about Cuban salsa, Mambo, Descarga, you know, dancing different styles, um, bachata. At the time, merengue was quite big, you don't even hear them anymore, but I learnt more about the music, I didn't just buy the music, I'd read up on it, I'd, um, you know, I'd, I'd read the CDs I used to buy, I used to see the same musicians turning up on different CDs, so I'd think, well, 
What's that? And, you know, you spend a lot of money and a lot of time buying music. A lot of it you actually don't really want. Um, but I learnt, and I was gradually getting busy as a DJ. It's not the reason I did it. I just love the music. And eventually, I think in 2009, one or two of my friends were laptop DJs. And I used to laugh at that. And I said, oh, laptop. But then I thought I'd give it a go. And it makes yeah. it easier to travel. When you're travelling abroad, I've travelled abroad with vinyl. I've travelled abroad mm-hmm. with CDs. You always have to pay excess baggage charges because it just went. With my laptop, I always travel with um, two laptops, an iPad, and um, an iPod, and I've got more music on my phone, so I'm backed up to the hill. Because nothing's worse than... I've been to an event where had me and another DJ turn up, and the other DJ's laptop had power failure. And, oh, I, and unbelievably, I said, okay, no problem. They took him to the airport, told him to vacate his room and dumped him at the airport and didn't pay him. They said, look, you're not doing the job you've been brought here to do. No excuses. Yeah. I thought, wow, no, people have a great expectancy of you. So I, I'm very careful and I'm always maintaining what I've got. Right. And I've invested what... quite a lot. So, Huey, where are your venues in East London? Well, I used to have a residential for, I used to have a residential in Romford for over a year and a residential in Gaines Hill, which is Ilford, for over a year. And it made me realise I don't like residentials because it then starts to feel like work. Yeah. I love playing the music and I love the crowd and I love the dancing and the people and the vibe. But when you're doing a a regular Friday, say, in the same venue for a year, then the Fridays come around really quickly. It's like, you know, you, you live life, you work. Now yeah. You have your week and you think, oh, it's Monday again, kind of thing. I felt the same way. And even though I, I love the music, I kind of fell out of love with being regular. So I don't do anywhere overly regular now. I did, and I did run my own club once monthly in the city called Nomad. It's uh-huh. this house in the city, very successfully for over two and a half years. But again, it started to feel like work even once a month. So my, my venues are all over. I DJ for Let's Go South in Stratford once a month. I DJ for Stratford Theatre Royal regularly. I DJ for South of Wild. I've DJed for Mambo City. Um, Crossbody Leeds up in Nottingham. Latin Vibes in Leeds. Oh, it goes on. I'm over to Wales this weekend for South West Seoul. Wow. Oh, sorry, South Wales Seoul. Seoul. Right. So, uh, the following week, I can't remember, I'm up in Nottingham, and next week I'm in Hackney, so I'm all over. And I love going to all these different places. I've just done South Submission, Hertfordshire. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm all over the place. Variety is the spice of life. Absolutely, you know that, Jennifer. I know that, Huey. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so I'm just going to ask you, have you got, any songs, any favourite songs that you always like to get out and you get always play these tracks because they are fantastic? No. Um, yeah, I do have favourite songs, but the thing with Salsa, where I try to be different to a lot of DJs, and I'm sure a lot of DJs will say they do this as well, it's, well, it's easy if I explain it. When I came into Salsa, I used to think the DJs I was hearing were really brilliant because they were playing all this Salsa, I'd hear the same music wherever I went, and I loved it. And then I started to go more into London nightclubs. You know, as I got to be a slightly better dancer, I thought, oh, let me go into the middle of London, because London's like a magnet. People can go into London from all four directions, you know? 
So I used to go in London and hit these clubs. We had top dancers and top DJs. A couple of them being Johnny G and Julian Majuke. I used to hear these guys play music and wow, this is amazing salsa. I never, you come out of London, they tend to treat you a bit softer. So as I graduated as being a DJ, I decided what I'll do is always keep my eye on what's new and what's hot. But I don't listen to other DJs. I decide what I like and I go and play. People are always saying to me, wow, you play songs we haven't heard before. And I've always been told by people, oh, could you play it again? Because my Shazam didn't pick it up, which Shazam's a tool which allows them to identify songs. So it's kind of flattering, but also naughty of people. It's on the mobile app, is it? It's a mobile app, yeah. Right, and okay. that all your li- all your listeners are Shazam, aren't they? Especially listening to the music, not and dancing to the music, not getting your mobile app out. Surely people do, people do. If they're not dancing, they get and they've got their phone in their pocket. But you know what? It's flattering in a way. But when it comes to R and B, I do have favourite songs. I have to admit, love. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. Yeah, Stevie. R and B, it's your favourite song. You know what? You ask me what my, if you ask me to write down my twenty favourite songs today. I mean, you asked me to write down my favourite 20 songs tomorrow. There's a good chance that none of those none of those songs on tomorrow's list will be on today's list. I have a vast array of songs I've grown up with. I love some of my old reggae tracks. I mean, this is just an example. At this moment, if I was to say to you, OK, John Holt, help me make it through the night. Stevie Wonder, Golden Lady, Marvin Gaye, Inner City Blues. You know, but tomorrow you'll ask me and I may say... Luther Vandross, never too much. I may say, you know, there'd be some jazz in there, there'd be some funk, there'd be reggae, some tunes people have never heard. So I don't have a favourite track, but if you ask me to do a top 500, I could probably do that, and it might be very much the same 500. If you ask me to do a top 20, today it'll be 20 songs, and tomorrow it'll be 20 other songs, you know. But yeah, I do, I do have songs which always make me smile, and some songs have meaning, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, I, yeah, I played the other night a version of Mr. Bojangles. In fact, uh-huh. I played it um, uh-huh. at a club out in the sticks. And people were almost crying. Oh, I've never heard that. It's a reggae version. I just thought I'd end the night on something nice and soft. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's reggae. Cool. And a lot of people hadn't heard it, you know. So I yeah. I'm on two radio stations. I'm on Jazz Funk Soul Radio and Colourful Radio. It's amazing when I listen to my other DJs on there, which isn't often because we all listen to our own music. You're always learning something, even after all these years about music I grew up with. I love it. Fantastic. Okay, Huey, that is brilliant. Thanks as so much for being my guest on the Natural Co-Creators show. And it's been great fun. Can I tell people about my website if you want to see what I'm doing? Yeah, go if ahead. I go to Google and simply type in DJ Huey, it's D-J-H-U-G-H-I-E, then they'll find me. Or you can go to djhuey.co.uk. You'll find me anyway. Thanks for having me on, Jennifer. Okay, cheers. Thanks.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.